0: Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to uh, sliding into my DMs. I almost said D and D optimized. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, I almost actually, I almost said D and D University because oh. that's what I was doing before I recorded this. But anyway, spoilers. That's a spoiler alert for future content. Um, how's it going, all of my DMs? Thanks okay. for thanks for being here. We have with us, uh, as always, Preston um cory who apparently has not left his dm chair since the 10k you've just nope. been
1: it's part of
2: his
0: patron <laughs> his pa-
1: it was a requirement <laughs> there, is, there is literally like uh
2: recording equipment all around me uh, uh all all paint, sorts of things i've yeah, been i've been in a frenzy <laughs> for the past little bit so yes this has been my permanent home I think I'm fused to the chair. Fused at this to the point. chair,
0: yeah. <laughs> that might be. We might need to send some help. Yeah. And um, the dungeon mistress herself is joining us two weeks in a row. I don't know hey. why we're so fortunate, but <laughs> Thanks for being here, Tori. In fact, um, Tori, I believe you—you you had a, a formal apology that you wished to issue to um, the country of Germany. Oh, <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> Before we I get started. Like... I would like to formally apologize to the entire country of <laughs> Germany and possibly any surrounding countries. Sure. Um, truly, anyone who speaks German, for I do believe my accent was offensive. No,
0: um, it was. In fact, <laughs> we, we. I only saw one comment in the 10k for those who didn't watch the 10k the the gauntlet celebratory um we had a lot of fun doing it and thanks everyone for helping us get there and tori played um what was your character's name again
3: helga (laughs) helga helga
0: and and she she had just an immaculate german accent and um we got we got one excuse me we got one german Commenter who was like, "As a German, I approve of the accent." (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he was just—he was—he might have been patronizing you. (laughs) Anyway,
3: patronizing or being nice—wow, either one.
0: To be
2: honest, when we first apologized for it on the 10K, I was extremely happy that you doubled down and said it was an accurate representation. So I'm, I, was, I was completely okay with just leaving it at that. Yes, she but, did. Uh, I guess we have to be full. Yeah,
0: Helga more. Helga issues no apologies for any, no. anything <laughs> yeah. that she does. She was, for that. she
3: was made that way, yeah. but Tori... <laughs> needs to apologize so
0: my, sorry this is just what my character would do i'm sorry i can't help but be my character way. would be offensive that's right that's just that's just that's what right. it is that's right um let's see any other news items of worth um just finished recording yesterday my um episode with Triant monk uh we did our our rune knight build and we managed to get it in in about an hour and a half. <laughs> it's kind of a long one, but there's two builds. In and our two of defense. you talking. Like, Yes, exactly. That's a lot one of those dude. people's Colby. Um, yeah, that's really <laughs> the real problem. Um, but no, it was a lot of fun and I'm excited to share that with you guys. So look for that. It's actually going to be coming out Monday instead of the usual Tuesday release time because that's when Chris... Does his videos, so we're just gonna match. Cool. Um, so yeah, watch for that; it'll be fun. And that'll be in place of your usual video, correct? Yes, exactly. No, no additional build next week. Um, I could use the time to prepare for our upcoming campaign. Woo-hoo. I need to dive in a little bit more deeply into the world of Anaria that yeah. uh, Corey has been creating for us Uh,
2: we really need to settle in on a time where people can dive into that we we are
0: going to we are going to have a a a sort of uh, extended session zero i'm gonna call it um where we not only kind of talk about the normal things that you would talk about in the session zero like who are we and how did we meet and what are we doing here and what are sort of the homebrew rules and things like that but also um we're going to learn about this world that, that Corey has, has been hard at work creating and, uh, and yeah, so he's going to share some things with us and uh, that'll be fun. So, so look for that coming up hopefully in a couple of weeks, I'm I'm hoping Uh, we'll have that available for you guys to watch. So anyway, lots on the horizon and more even that I'm not talking about right now. So um, today I wanted to talk about a couple of items and, and maybe similar to last week, I don't actually have a quick ruling, um, but maybe more sort of a quick topic. I think it's a quick topic anyway, and then a longer topic. Um, and so, so the quick topic, I wanted to talk about player death. Um, Yes. So, I have, let's see in my in my first experience ex- exposure to d and d it was as many of you know, playing advanced dungeons and dragons like back in junior high and uh, you know when I was 12 and 13 and 14 or whatever, I think my friends had much less um, reservation about killing me because <laughs> I feel like I died all the time and it was kind of like a running joke amongst. my friend group (laughs) um but i will say that since playing together with with you guys over the last three and a half years now um i've never had a player die and and i hesitate to even broach this subject because i'm not trying Corey to tell you that like i'm wanting to die because i'm not
1: you're You're first you're first to die no
0: here we but, go, but but I want you to just talk about a it new because... painted mini. <laughs> I know <laughs> yeah, exactly. That thing cost me fifty bucks. Don't make me. <laughs> I'll just be like, oh, and here is uh, her twin sister, uh, Sarah Bond, <laughs> Sarah. who's also a X blade warlock. She was plucked from the
1: multiverse, yep, yeah, Exactly. Style.
0: Yep. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, I want to talk about player death you know what are your guys thoughts on it is it something that as a dm we should be afraid to to do to kill off our characters um why why not uh, or is it something that you should maybe actively attempt to do once in a while and, and almost uh, aggressively pursue so that's what i want to get at first and i'm thinking that might be a, a relatively short topic but maybe we go long and it ends up being the only thing we talk about today so I actually wanted to start off uh, with Tori because Tori, hi. Um, Hi. (laughs) So Tori Tori has been running, uh, Just it's just been myself, uh, Preston, and uh, Mr. Rogers through Storm King's Thunder um, uh, in the last kind of on and off for almost a year now, right? But we've kind of had to take breaks along the way and things like that. Um, and and one thing that i appreciated that i have appreciated about tori as a dungeon mistress is her apparent lack of concern for her players (laughs) well-being and and in her defense we've been trying to do this with just three people right and 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 she's so she's like not pulling her punches she's not Mm -hmm. sort of like modifying now none of us have died yet but I don't think a fight goes by where one or more of us don't go unconscious and it's all, like every single time it's like, uh, this might be the time where we TPK. Um, so anyway, I don't know. Tori, what, what are your thoughts about, about player death?
3: Yeah, um, well, I, it's not that I want to kill you guys. It's more that
2: I don't want you to be alive anymore. (laughs) I think
3: something is wrong with me. Like I find joy in like getting you that close to dying. And I think it's like a genetic trait because my son, we have like this little, this is more information than you want to know, but we have like a little waxing kit. And the other day, my husband was like, you should wax my nose hairs if anyone's ever done this. If you haven't, I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it to our next
0: game. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. So you get That's it why we put the, the cameras above instead of below, right? <laughs>
3: yeah. Put it on a little stick and you put it in your nostril and then you let it harden and then you rip it out. It and really my awesome. son was like, mom, can I, dad, can I please, can I pull that out? and he was like bringing brought him so much joy to see someone in pain and so (laughs) i think he gets that from me like that's awesome you you are welcome to just cut out that whole thing that i just explained about out (laughs) nose hairs but
1: (laughs) so it's like dr pimple popper and all the other ones i it's it's fun to watch those Right I don't think alley.
2: it's a surprise to anybody that the dungeon mistress enjoys <laughs> inflicting pain <laughs> that doesn't sound like yeah. any, any sort of surprise or real break of character there <laughs>
3: yeah. so do I want to kill you I, I like it would break my heart to have you like have to re-roll a character because I love the characters that are playing that game and I like I've grown grown so fond of them. So that would really break my heart if if I actually did kill someone, I would probably make a way for them to not die, even though like rules is written, they would have to die. Do you know what my thoughts are on rules is written? It's raw, R-A-W. I like to go with W-A-R, war, which stands for written (laughs) ass rules. That is my opinion on those things. So I'm fine if we like have to bring it back to life somehow. But yeah, don't pull your punches. I think it's fun to push someone to the limit and it makes like winning that battle so much more rewarding.
0: I agree. Um, Okay. What do you think, Preston? I say kill
1: your players as often as possible. No, not not really.
2: But as the only dungeon master here who's actually killed one of their players, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I accidentally killed my wife's character in a one shot with my daughter. Accidentally, um, and, and <laughs> I killed Roland. That was that was
0: that was Corey's character. In it.
1: that was Corey's character. But in my defense twice you kill my character twice twice. twice 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 technically yes a Sararak is a is a, a very, very yeah, technically the
2: second time was a story thing
1: but it yeah. was a soul <laughs> and so something that i thought was i agree with Tori's comments about that if the threat of death isn't there then it becomes kind of lackadaisical um and when you have so much invested in the character and it gets that kind of charge of like oh crap i could lose this character um I'd never want to do it out of my own gratification of just, like, knocking somebody down and, and, you know, whatever. Or if I know that a player is really not enjoying their their stuff, then maybe they come across a a, a horde of, of ogres that are running through, and, you know, they all lob a bunch of rocks, and nobody gets hit but the one person, you know. like. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like, I, I think that sometimes it can also be helpful from a story standpoint, right? So in this particular campaign, spoiler alert, when it comes to the Tomb of Annihilation, right? Um, there is an element where anyone who has died within, whenever this this soulmonger is what it's called, was activated, they will atrophy. So if they've brought, been brought back to life by any magical means, they will atrophy every day. They'll lose a hit point until they die, and mm-hmm. once they die, their soul doesn't go to the afterlife. It's sucked up to the soulmonger and it doesn't matter where you are what plane of existence like it's 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 pretty nasty stuff like i didn't fully understand the soulmonger's mechanic until after the fact and i was like oh crap for the amount of movement that they have to do to get through the jungle to get there he's gonna be dead like halfway through yeah like, it's and there's nothing he can do like so what i ended up doing is is to try and help stint that to keep that threat of death but whatever i i actually had his sister who was writing him letters back and forth she had a uh, run-in with a uh, red wizard of fae who basically found, he, he was at ends with the party from to begin with, but he ended up basically tying their life force together. So every day when he rolled, if it was success, she would lose a life point. And mm-hmm. then if he rolled and it was a fail, then he would lose a life point. And at any given point in time, when they both ran out of, of life force, they would both basically cut kind of be pulled into the soul monger. yeah i did
2: not know that until after i had stopped playing that campaign yeah. and it made every success that i was like yes no hit point loss today oh. it was it was very brutal and it, it made it made my self-sacrifice at the end there all the more uh potent
1: it, and mm. it was it was a beautiful moment too like that was that was one of the first experiences i had as a dm of of players crying over the death of a character yeah and Corey had written this beautiful you know kind of eulogy in his in his in his um journal a nice and little poem. i shared it with him and they went through this like this they put made built a funeral pyre and each of them took a piece of his his stuff as like a uh memento or a way to basically propel them forward mm. and it solidified that where they're not just there because hey there's a bunch of people around them that are dying a friend of theirs had actually died and it actually made um i feel like it kind of steeled them for what is now happening what to come in mm-hmm. uh the tomb of annihilation itself so right? so
0: i 'm hearing two things um, two two benefits to to player death one um, increasing the excitement of the game because without that threat, it sort of loses it, you know the, the the excitement of combat right if there's no if there's no threat of failure then it sort of the, the victories aren't as sweet I think yeah. as Tori put it but then two um, it, it can potentially create some fantastic story moments and role play moments um, yeah. Corey what would you what would you add there
2: so I am notoriously soft as far as player death goes um, I, I, I have a real hard time with it and I, I when I first started jamming I was one to more fudge the numbers to make sure that my players barely survived Mm. rather than fell often. Just because I felt like, I felt like uh, a player that dies or gets near death is a player that's not having fun. Right. And plenty of experiences where somebody would start losing a lot of hit points. And then I could tell their mood shifted from, Mm. from, Oh, this is, this is a fun game. This is exciting. This is dangerous too. Uh, Crab. Well, this kind of sucks. I'm not really enjoying myself, you know, mm. kind of thing. So it, it really, it really messed me up for a little while there. I've been trying to, I've been trying to be more straight with it recently just because I want to make sure that everything, you know, my players have a full experience with D D, but at the same time, I don't know if I'm, I'm a bad GM because I've never had a player death uh, via combat before. I've had a couple. I've had a couple of deaths where we talked about them dying and then being resurrected later as kind of a way to let them play a new character, etc. But I've never had. I've never had a player uh, do. I mean, I've had a player drop to zero hit points, but I've never mm-hmm. had one outright die.
0: Yeah, I, I was. I, I would say in done. you know in uh, in our first campaign that we ever did in the court mm-hmm. um, of the Dragon Queen, um, I felt like we were constantly going to zero. At least in the first half, maybe later, not so yeah. much. That said. Um, I mean, I do have a very, and, 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 and maybe there's something to what you said about sort of, um, I guess uh, being a little soft and this is not a slam on you at all, but maybe I have been trained at your table to be more confident than I should be (laughs) because, because, um, you know, the very first session of Strahd, right. We were all level one characters. (laughs) Yep and uh we're we're kind of lost no. in the forest or something, and we hear these howling of wolves and And Corey's very trying very hard to be like, this like, is it. You guys yeah. should get out of here. Like, yeah, this is-
2: I, I, I and I told you guys right at the beginning, this is <laughs> Barovia dangerous. You may walk yeah. into situations that you can't and, handle,
0: and you should be cautious. Yeah. And my paladin I, was like, never. Like, we can fight we these could defeat them. Yeah. And all these wargs show up, and they just yeah. decimated us. Literally, and-
2: literally, like six wolves <laughs> and two dire wolves. Yeah. Was the I, encounter. I was, hiding, yeah, I,
1: had I was hiding in the tree, watching this whole thing unfold. Like, okay, mm-hmm. if I shoot at them, then they're gonna come for me. So do yeah. I just let them eat them, and then that's it? Like, and yeah. and. <laughs> so,
0: like, what ended up happening is <clears throat> we, we fail miserably in combat, and Strahd himself, Corey, has to sort of almost step in and yeah. as Strahd himself and be like, hey. "This is your yeah. only, this
2: is your only chance to impress <laughs> me. Like, your one yeah. do-over kind yeah. of thing." Because you just, I mean, like, there there'd be something about killing half your party at level one and making especially at level one. Right? Yeah. But yeah, it was one of those things where it was just like, it's too early. Yeah, it is way too early. It may have it may have conveyed that this is a dangerous place. But you got that. You got that just because of the unconscious. And then we were terrified. State. The rest of the freaking mm-hmm. oh yeah, and then oh, you were yeah. open You open
1: the, a, you open the door and a broom kills you. Yeah. I've, I've never
2: had. I've never had a party that is so cautious mm-hmm. as you guys are. Yeah. Like from, <laughs> from it, that it is,
0: point, absolutely. I mean,
2: and not just. I don't just mean Strahd too. Like I mean, the first time that Mr. Rogers played the game, oh, I. Yeah. I watched as he was like, okay, we gotta be super careful terrified, about this. Yeah, he was bit super terrified. cautious. Yeah, at, like through <laughs> the entire thing. Well, he, he was the wizard
1: with like five hit points. So
0: and it yeah, makes it true.
2: it makes it really hard to like want to hurt your players because sure. it's like it's like if you give if you make them too cautious and and you still kill them, <laughs> they're gonna be like, okay, well, <laughs> right. forget it. We're just gonna be murder <laughs> <hobos. laughs> We're gonna attack everything yeah. until yeah. we're dead. Yeah, and it's a weird balancing act. And while I don't well, I don't like death in D and I, I do think I do agree with what uh, Preston and what uh, Tori were saying where it makes it more exciting the the idea the idea that your character could be gone it gives it real stakes rather than it just being like uh, it's fine. I'll, I'll come back up to one hit point at the end of every combat or anything right, like that right. yeah. but does that mean that I'm never gonna fudge numbers again? No no <laughs> but I, I might fudge numbers in both directions just because I want it to be a balanced fight
0: sure okay well yeah i mean i think i I, in fact i would love to hear in the comments for those that are watching um your guys thoughts on on player death tell me tell me some of your best and worst even experiences because i have a feeling that a lot of people i i could be wrong my, my hunch is that most people will say no like player death should be a real thing for the reasons that we've discussed right but especially maybe if you if you disagree or maybe had a really bad experience, whether as a DM or as a player with a player death, you know, give us a counter argument here. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, but otherwise, I think, you know, there's good reason. There's good well, reason to not be afraid.
1: There's one other thing that I that I really enjoyed that I, I this was something I did glean from uh, the critical role when watching theirs was I liked the idea of Revivify, re- resurrection, all that stuff, not being transactional. Where it's like, okay, here's some, here's a bunch of gold, mm-hmm. and bam, three hundred diamonds, and boom. I like the yeah. idea of it being more of a ritual and more of like, okay, what do you bring to the table to entice that spirit back to this realm? To you know, like what what personal memory or what personal what what something that you can say to them, they would say, hey, I want to come back for another fight. You know,
2: yeah. Um, well, so I really um, like that
1: kind of cinematically.
2: Uh, If there's any Buffy the Vampire Slayer fans out there, she dies in, spoilers, she dies in like season (laughs) five, the second time she dies. Uh, (laughs) And they bring her back in season six and she is completely different. Well, turns out that she went up and she was in heaven, basically. Mm. She, she, She was completely fine with being gone and they pulled her out of heaven and brought her back down to fight again and everything and it's one of those things where it's like yeah you definitely have to think about those consequences before you yeah. bring a party member back
0: if if, yeah. if nothing else uh being brought back from death uh, should change a character I think right that yeah. uh, you should think about that as a as a character development moment
3: yeah. for your
0: character of like okay you know what did they experience are they so grateful to be back and they will you know, Uh, never again take for granted everything that they are blessed with or you know the buffy route where they're they're angry to be back or they're you know upset or there's something broken in their soul or you know what i mean there's there's all kinds of ways you could go with that could be cool
2: for for roland uh it was a closer relationship to the god that he was a paladin for Mm -hmm. and i ended up i ended up taking levels in cleric because of that Mm -hmm. and going more uh, the healer route because i felt closer to uh, mechanics or uh, no, gone. Sorry, it was gone. Gone. Yep. Yeah.
0: Nice. All right. All right, cool. Well, let's move on to our second topic after these messages. <laughs> 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 and we're back. And nobody changed doing... places. This nope. was, that was weird. That was like the first time. Well, I've heard that... I'm not doing another shift. commercial.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <That> accidental planar <laughs> discharge didn't happen this time. So Yeah.
0: OK, so the, the, the maybe longer conversation here it might be it might be similarly brief, I suppose, brief for us. Anyway, brief for me. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about um, sort of different personality types at your table, uh, two in particular, maybe a third if there's time, um, but that uh, that I wanted to get your guys thoughts on and maybe tips to other DMs and players for how to kind of, I don't want to say deal with these these types of personalities because that makes it sound like there's something wrong with them, right? It's that's not the intent. It's more like, you know, how do we um, how do we how do we ensure that the experience for them and for everybody else at the table is <clears throat> is great is ideal, right? Yeah. So here's the first player type that I would like to discuss, um, and it is the player who tends to be sort of Quiet, maybe uninvolved, like seemingly disinterested, whether they actually are disinterested or not, seemingly disinterested. Um, on their phone, maybe even, do you know what I mean? Like distracted. Um, we, we frankly, we don't see a lot of that, I think, at our table, but it's probably happened with all of us, right? At one time or another, depending on what had been going on for us that day or in our life, right? Yeah. Um, but so, what are your guys' thoughts as far as how to help? How to help maybe draw a character out that's 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 either because they're shy, they're they're not comfortable role playing, um, or and or maybe they are super distracted, or maybe not really enjoying themselves for one reason or another. Like, what are what are your what's your advice, particularly to other DMs, but even to other players, to help? um to help kind of maybe get them out of their shell a little bit i suppose um and, and i don't care who starts cory why don't you start since you went yeah. last
2: last time um we'll just go right back around the horn yeah let's let's just start off with the obvious one communication mm-hmm. as a dm if you find somebody or if you see somebody in your party that isn't enjoying themselves they're spending more time on their phone than they are uh engaging with the rest of the party approach them ask them what's going on ask them if there's something that it would be more interesting um, if they have any complaints about the game anything that's kind of keeping them uh, unfocused sometimes sometimes you end up getting a person who just happens to have adD or some minor form of it and they just can't focus for that long. I've had a couple players where, no matter what I did, like they were all, they were constantly doing other stuff, talking about other things, uh, ADD, uh, all the, you know, looking on their phone and things like that. And it's it's fine if that if they're okay with that, but if they come to you and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I haven't really been having a lot of fun because I feel like my character is too silent, you know, or, or my, the character that I've created is too silent, then then you either work something into the story where you create that a situation for that character to become vocal. Or you, or you say, okay, well, can we retire this character and make a new one for you? It, would that be more fun for you? And you have to talk with your player about that. Obviously, one thing I would suggest is never, ever make them the center of the attention unless they want to be. Yep. Right. Always talk to you. Like I don't have to worry about that with this group. Um, you guys are all pretty much a a very eclectic group, and you all love you all love your moment in the spotlight. Uh, but there, are, there's definitely times where I I pull back from one character, or another, uh, and well, no, that's the wrong way to say that. There are definitely times where I see a player who doesn't want to play or doesn't want to be the center of attention and throwing them into the limelight at that point would just make them uh, shrink back further.
3: Hmm.
0: That's interesting because I, I, I mean, frankly, I hadn't thought of that. I, I think in my mind, and obviously like I'm fairly whatever, I'm fairly extroverted, right? Yeah. And if anything, I have the opposite problem, which we'll get to in a second Of maybe like being a spotlight hog, Mm -hmm. I think. (laughs) And so, yeah, in my mind, of course, you know, I'm thinking, well, everybody wants to turn in the spotlight. And so like, how do we make sure that everybody has that opportunity? And I think that's a great point that like, no, not everybody necessarily does. And so make sure that, yeah, that you talk to them and find out, hey, you know, would you like sort of more time to be sort of the focus in our, in our game or would you do, are you really just more comfortable and happy to kind of be a, I guess, support a character? character. Yeah. yeah.
2: And there are some people who are like, <laughs> I'm, I, 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 I'm going to say that I am, but, uh, you guys all witnessed me as and as <laughs> literally in, in, with my fingers in every single pie. But, uh, for the most part, if my character, if the way that my, I built my character is to be a sideline character, I will play him that way. I'll mm-hmm. play him as, as the, uh, off to the side, just like giving advice when needed the strong and silent type kind of thing. Um, I, I don't really, I mean, obviously I'm a GM. I don't have a problem playing, um, the NPC type <laughs> sure. at all.
0: Sure. All right. Well, <clears throat> what do you think, Preston?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm echoing a lot of the stuff that, that Corey said, um, you know, being attentive, seeing, you know, who's extroverted, who's introverted, who's an introverted extrovert. Um, cause I know that sometimes it's one of those ones where, you know, you're, you start out and you can, your battery's full and then halfway through the game, you're just like, I'm like, I'm spent like, <laughs> and that's okay. You know? don't you don't have to shine the spotlight on everybody the whole time um but i think that one thing that that at least can sometimes be a hard conversation as well and this is this is more of a tip for players but as a dm sometimes if i see um especially if it's a new group or somebody who i haven't played with or what have you if i'm in the game and i'm like explaining something and i'm going through and i'm really excited and i look out and all i see is <laughs> then for me it's like okay um you know i, I I, I I look inward usually not, mm-hmm. not, not like trying to mm-hmm. be passive aggressive to other people or what have you, but I look inward and I'm like, okay, what did I do wrong? Like where, yeah. what am I, what do I need to do to make it so that everyone is engaged or has fun? And so, you know, sometimes I, I've like, in the past, I tried doing stuff where I was like, Hey, so-and-so roll for, for perception check. Oh. And he's, as he's walking down the road, he's mugged by somebody randomly or, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, those random, whatever chance, Type stuff to try and keep them engaged because obviously if it's one of those ones where they're if they're a player who really enjoys combat but doesn't enjoy the rp and it's one of those shopping missions where everybody's going out shopping <laughs> yeah
2: exactly sorry <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Ah! my bad
1: <laughs> so it, it, it's one of those ones where it's like okay how do how do you how do you do that um but it, that's that's something that i think as a player just being attentive of that and if if you're like hey dm by the way i have like Terrible ADHD, and it's not that I'm trying to do whatever; it's that I'm trying to keep from fidgeting, or I'm trying to keep from tapping my leg. Or, great, cool, I understand now, and I now I don't feel like that. That's a, a slight in right. in the sense of just like, okay, what's wrong with me? what did I do that was wrong? Um, and that that would I guess be my tip for for that side of thing is, this, and as a DM, vocalizing that and saying, "Hey, guys, like, do you want to see more puzzles? You know, are you guys people who really enjoy?" figuring out riddles and stuff like that do you want to see more Mm -hmm. you know instead of thought puzzles maybe you want to see more visual representations of stuff is am i doing too much theater of the mind Hmm. Um, and finding those things that that kind of jive with each player and then just kind of piece that together to yeah make it more enjoyable i I think
0: go ahead Corey.
2: oh i was gonna say as a player i think it's very important to uh realize if you are being on your phone
0: uh yes. or you know
2: if you're being distracted by something and recognizing that mm-hmm. distracting and disabling that distract yeah. that distraction yeah. 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 That's yeah
1: Possible. i mean it, especially it, if you hear clash of clans and you're like hey so and so it's your turn." <laughs> dun 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 i'm like yeah uh <laughs> plenty, plenty of times where that where i've had to be like
0: Roll okay no more no more phones <laughs> at
2: the table tonight guys i feel yeah. like yeah and, like and,
0: and i don't think there's anything wrong with um establishing like maybe especially in a house uh, or in a session zero sorry Mm -hmm. um but but if you didn't and you're halfway through a campaign and you need to kind of stop and be like you know what let's let's put some ground rules down here because like i think it's better for everybody if we can you know be like let's not have distractions like maybe let's leave our phones you know off and yeah. Not on the table, right? I mean well, when there's unless some moments, of course too, like there's if, some sort of emergency going on. If your at home kids, or if you're
1: trying to check on your kids or something or what have you, then maybe it's one of those ones where it's like, okay, guys, hey, how about every hour we take a quick ten minute break, everybody does their potty breaks, right. you know, you check your messages, you know, or, or if you're on call that night or something, if you're in a in a job situation that requires you to be attentive to your phone, that kind of stuff, then yeah, we make concessions for it. And but just make sure that like Corey said, be aware of it and be aware of what it's how it's impacting the game for you and for other people
2: yeah yeah my brother had a game where uh with me and a few other of his friends and half the group the entire time was just on their phone or Mm. talking to their family or or, and things like that like literally in the middle of calls their family would call and they just answer it without any like oh hang on guys my family's calling and it definitely puts a strain on the game right right? and it puts it it puts a strain on the the dm who Mm -hmm. has literally spent weeks or more crafting this story for you and yeah. you're treating it like it's like it's just another, you know, not even a blockbuster movie, but it's another <laughs> like Oscar movie that you don't have to pay attention to. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it hurts. Yeah. So yeah. make sure that make sure that you are paying attention. If if the if the DM's not engaging enough, you know, ask them like or tell them about it and tell them mm-hmm. that you're not having as much fun and, and ask how you can help facilitate a better campaign.
0: Right. All right. Well, what do you think, Tori? Any, uh, any advice that we, that we, that we're missing?
3: Probably not that I, that I could do better than (laughs) these awesome DMS, but, um, one thing, (laughs) one thing I did think is, you know, you, you will have players that are like, that is their personality, it, it, you're going to have to find a way to work out, work, work around their, their personnel, their personal not their, their, their shortcomings in like being an introvert or extrovert. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think it's important to check in. And this is something that I would like to to do myself, but check in on a one-to-one basis with someone before you start your game, because on a weekly basis, right? Like we might have something that comes up that is going to cause us to act differently in game where normally we're really outgoing Maybe we're just having a really tough time at home or, oh. or with work or something. And so it might cause you to just not want to be that involved that day. And it's not that like you don't want to play. It's just that you, you can't, right? Like right. You've you spent your emotions. And so yeah. I think it would be nice to just like text your players before you start and say, hey, I just want to check in. How are you feeling about participation in this game today? Like, Do you want to be actively involved? Like, just let me know. And then I think you can work around that as a DM. Yep. Um, I think that's great. Yeah. So that that's really that's really all I have to add.
0: You know, it makes me think, particularly Preston, when you were talking. And and by the way, henceforth, all water bottles shall match my shirt color, or <laughs> I shall not drink. apparently
3: that's Mm -hmm. so high fashion (laughs) is there some some delicious
0: milk in there i hope no i mean yes well (laughs) you know what's funny about that is i did my little um my little unboxing of my character my mini right and of course somebody's like Oh, um, oh, what's the what's the the character from the boys from season two? Uh, the Stormfront. villain, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Instantly, somebody's <laughs> like Stormfront on the scene. I'm like,
1: oh ah. uh,
2: no,
0: from the undercut. <laughs> no, I need um, to get a new yeah. mini.
2: Okay, no. <laughs> Funny side thing about being a, a DM here: um, I come up with names. I have to come up with names for characters, mm-hmm. and I have to work the, workshop them through Scott first. Because he will literally take any name and make it the stupidest, funniest, like joke name possible (laughs) within seconds, and then I have to decide: do I want to keep that or do I want to make it something different?
0: Yeah, he
1: said duty.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So I I was just gonna say, and 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 this might be a whole separate conversation, but (laughs) Preston, when you were talking, I know that um, that you've run a lot of games online, DM'd online using Roll Twenty and stuff, which we've done some. Um, but not as much, right? And I wonder. It, it seems to me that it's it's that the difficulty of keeping everyone engaged and not right? and not sort of having a tab open and they're like, I promise I'm paying attention, but I'm actually, you know, watching YouTube videos or whatever. Yeah. Stupid YouTube. Um, <laughs> 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 it, it, it seems like even more demonetized, right? Even more. <laughs> Even more challenging uh, in an online setting, and and again, maybe this is a this is you know a whole other slide into my DMs yeah. where we talk about you know, D, uh, you know, live versus uh, online, and you know how to improve your online experience or something. But um, yeah, I don't know. That, that that's just I think talking about it up front and just being like hey guys like you know not calling somebody out like in front of everybody right and saying hey man like put your phone away but maybe you could send them a private message or maybe you could pull them aside you know yeah. Uh, yeah. when you're, you're taking a bio break in the middle they're of already on their phone just send
2: them a text and Be like, <laughs> "Hey, you
0: want to pay attention yeah but i really like actually I, I just also...
1: text Roll deck save. Yeah, <laughs> it to him.
0: I, I think you guys have all made great suggestions. I mean, surprising them with like, a, "Hey, you know, I need you to make me yeah. a perception check," or because if
1: it's a boredom thing, that can definitely liven things up. Sure. Uh, but sure. if it's a if it's a, "Hey, they just found out that you know, a relative died or something." Yeah. You know, obviously, and, I and, that very differently. And
0: that's where I think Tori's ideas about you know mm-hmm. the pre session sort of check-in is is fantastic yeah particularly if you're doing tonight yeah particularly particularly if you have a player who seems to be a little more prone to um you know whether they're struggling with things or they're more introverted or whatever just kind of you know gauging gauging them i like that um okay so let's segue into the second type of of player that um i want to talk about that and and i think i think these might be related or at least in some cases. um, I think there may be a causal relationship here Um, because there are on the opposite end of the spectrum players who love the spotlight, right? And they're always talking and they're always sort of jumping the gun and being the first one to respond when an NPC asks the group a question and they may have an eight charisma, but for some reason they are the party face and what's going on here? Um and that was a, that was a slam on myself because <laughs> because you get in Storm, a lot of trouble that way. I know because in Storm King's Thunder, hearkening back here, I'm playing a blade singer and I love her, and her name is Lynn, and she has an eight charisma, and Preston is playing a bard, <laughs> as always, and and I'm and I'm constantly like <sighs> like looking at Preston like can I talk okay no I'm not gonna be quiet a lot of
1: times I'll just be like yeah just go for it like let's see what happens (laughs) and and then I feel stupid
0: afterwards like why am I I need to anyway so so how do you how and 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 okay and so my point is I guess that that a player like that might be at least part of the reason sometimes for um other players at your table to to be more reticent to talk or, or they just kind of maybe get in the habit of like, well, I know so-and-so is going to like jump up and do something or say something every time. So I'll just like wait until they go and then I'll guess I'll react to what they do or whatever. Right. Um, so, so how do you deal with the, the spotlight hog um, or deal with, again, I don't like that word, but yeah. those words, but um, you know, how do you, how do you, improve the experience for everyone else at the table when you have a spotlight hog at your table
1: i feel like it kind of depends on the situation right if it is somebody who is legitimately like constantly in the spotlight and you're seeing the sourness begin to spread amongst your players where it's just Mm. like oh here he goes again like Mm -hmm. um I think it's one of those instances as a DM, I mean, this This is something that I think is, is largely something that the players need to also be involved in creating this culture of like, okay, hey, like when you're talking and you're having the spotlight, I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna let the spotlight, I'm gonna let it ride. You have your glory moment in the sun. And then, um, you know, I will try and add to that yes, and, 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 you know, bolster that up. And I expect as a player in return, when I have that cool moment, that everyone's not you reciprocated. Know. Yeah, it's reciprocal. Yeah. And so yeah. like when you're as a DM, I think that something you can do is a, if you notice that that uh, someone's saying something, um I think it was I think Corey said something earlier where we were talking about um introducing a character or something that's unique to that player that mm-hmm. is like, Oh, hey, so and so, like, I haven't seen you in forever. Mm-hmm. And it would be one of those really awkward situations if that the person who is in that <laughs> spotlight, spotlight like,
0: like interjected Hi, it. my name is Lynn. I'm a blood <laughs> yeah. singer.
1: And so, give them give them that moment to be able to say, "Hey, like I haven't seen you forever. What have you been up to?" Like, um, "Hey, can I help you with this?" You know, like give them you can you can build some of that stuff in. But if they're obviously if they're if they're okay with have sitting back and being more of a you know um, someone in the chorus rather than out in the front of the stage, then you know that's okay. It's just you just
0: got to take that temperature. Yeah, Yeah. buddy, the elf. What's your favorite color? Yeah, I wasn't talking to you. (laughs) 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 sorry um what do you think tori
3: yeah i i think that um as as a dm sometimes it's really hard because you're you're just you're you're like trying to draw stuff out of people and so um when you do have that one character that is like ready to just participate it's easy to cater to them because Mm. you know that they're going to participate right And so I think it is difficult to find that balance. Um, But I totally agree with, with what Preston is saying. And, you know, I think as a player, if you feel like that person's always talking to spotlight, like I want to turn again, it goes back to that communication, talk to your DM and give them some ideas, right? Like say, Hey, I was thinking it would be fun if my character X, Y, Z. And because you may have said that like at the very start of your campaign, and they've just forgotten, there, there's a lot to do as the DM. So don't like expect them to think of something for your character all the time. Give them something to work with, um, and a good DM will will take that information and put it into the next into the next uh, mm-hmm. game.
1: Yeah. So Corey, that that seven page, uh, you're gonna have that read right by the and oh, memorized I'm, by the time t- next week happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: a, a little side note there. That you for uh, the Preston, <laughs> Preston. said, "Hey, you want to have a conversation about my character? I have a, I have a couple questions and things to talk about with his backstory." And I thought, you know, maybe it'll be a 20 minute conversation. We ended up spending two hours uh, yeah, talking and sorry. discussing <laughs> things yesterday, and I was I was thoroughly impressed. I, in fact. I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. I've been thoroughly impressed with everybody's dedication to creating these characters and creating these backstories for them. Everybody has really good backstories. I'm excited to play with each of them. Um, And it's going to be very difficult to balance a party with that much backstory to it usually like usually you'll get like two or three characters that are just like you know i've got one or two things going on but mostly i want my adventure to be um i'm a stranger chin.
0: my parents are dead and, yeah you
2: know, <laughs> yeah exactly I, you nothing nothing, nothing really if it moves surprising
1: i kill parents. it then that's fine yeah.
2: Yeah. but i think i think uh, particularly there's two things that i would say that you can do on this situation number one if somebody's having a conversation and and taking the spotlight uh quickly pause and say okay what is everybody else doing during this time? What are you doing? What are you, you know, Preston? What are you doing during this time, Tori? What's what's going on with your character? What is she thinking right now? You know that kind of thing.
1: I rolled to seduce the barrel golem.
2: Yeah, exactly. And then and then you can kind of have that little side thing, and and you kind of split it up, go back and forth between them. I definitely do like to do a okay. We'll start with you, and then we'll move on to these these other people here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing that you can do is sometimes NPCs just don't like a specific character. <laughs> And and the the first impression that they get is you're kind of an a-hole, and I don't want to talk to you, so I'm going to talk to your party instead. And it definitely shakes up the dynamic. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's usually conveyed by like the the face of the party or the 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 hog, the spotlight hog, saying something and being right, and then the NPC just being like, mm-hmm. "So anyway, what do you really <laughs> think is going on here?" Yeah,
0: I like that. I, I really like that. And yeah. and and I think I would. I guess I would add. You know. It doesn't have to just come from the DM, right? Mm-hmm. I've noticed that that all of you guys, but maybe Preston, you in particular, I think, are really great at um, even as a player, oftentimes, kind of noticing when. Other people at the table or maybe being a little less involved and, and then sort of as a player, like saying, OK, like I go over to so and so and like I ask them about this thing or like I do something with them or I, you know, ask them if they would go and do this thing for me or, or whatever. And um, yeah, definitely as players, you too can uh, both help kind of um draw out the 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 person who's not getting as much spot not getting as much spotlight time and or you know just help draw the 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 camera as it were on on somebody else away from the spotlight hog if they're being a little too much of a hog um so if i remember correctly are you going with a high charisma build
2: this time Colby? i am
0: and and, and so <laughs> is Tori. I think, no, she's it's not my primary. first. I, I've done a high charisma paladin as well, yeah. but yeah, this uh, yeah, this will be my first. So, Tori, when I'm being too much of a spotlight hog, make sure that your paladin just you know punches me in the face. No, I'm whatever. gonna have like a
3: special like uh, a sign, a signal I give you. Okay, and it's this,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then but you'll just
3: know. Just trying I to say, I
1: need you to stop. Hulk. Elf, yeah, she's an elf, right? So yeah, explaining uh, too much.
2: Health health I need to you, see. She's at <laughs> So what's 12, funny is both yes. of you are both of you are the high charisma characters mm-hmm. and both of you are going to be very green when it comes to adventuring. A little spoiler about your characterization mm-hmm. there. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see how you handle situations being a, a new adventurer on the scene.
0: Okay. Well, awesome. Any, any other advice that uh, you guys would give on kind of character player dynamic, not character, I guess, but on player dynamic as far as uh, spotlight and introverts.
3: Yeah. One last thought I had was um, not, not that you're trying to like manipulate your characters, but an, an interesting way to approach it for like a spotlight hog is to go to them and say, hey, I've noticed we have some players that are having that are not participating as much. Can you help me like yes. include them more, bring mm-hmm. it out? Yeah. And then that makes it their like prerogative to kind of step back
1: yeah
3: so that might be a yeah. fun
0: yeah. that's
1: fantastic creative way to work it's, with it it's mm-hmm. the extroverted friend that's like hey we're going to a party tonight and then the introverted me that's like no nah, i'll just stay at home in my 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 onesie or something and watch movies like no you're coming to the party tonight and then mm-hmm. you go you have fun it's are nice. you still yeah. in your onesie absolutely okay for sure
0: just making sure or what i was of
1: what <laughs> are those what are those blankets <laughs> with the arms
0: yeah, yeah smugly a, uh, a snuggie? Snuggie. that's snuggie. what i was thinking of snuggie yeah no, I, I think I think that's spot on, Tori. I think um, yeah, because I think most of the time players like that. They they they're not. I mean, they're not. It's not so much that they're uh, that they're um, narcissistic, right? I, I suppose there may be some of that, but but I think they just are like excited, want to have fun, like want to get involved. Don't like dead. Don't <laughs> like silence. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like, like Dead silence. space. You know what I, I mean?
1: I am
2: notorious for for trying to like. Trying to talk more because I want to. I want to play and I want to. I want to yeah. experience roleplay in the story. You and want to be the Hermione up, Granger,
0: yeah, and, and
2: help and be the teacher's pet sometimes. <laughs> and and I and I told everybody earlier that I try to that I tried like if I have an NPC character, I try to put them more in the background. But that's a lie. I, I was I was just in here. And I was like that's kind of a lie because I tried to be like a super red shirt mechanic in like a, a sci-fi game, and he ended up being pretty much the face of the party when he shouldn't have been. Like, oh man, he was terrible. Like he was a he was a moon hick, is what he was. And and I, I had a lot of fun with him, and everybody else enjoyed the character. But I definitely took over a lot of the conversations that I probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And for me, I always feel bad at the end of the, the game where I'm like, was I was I too was I was I too like spotlight hoggy, yeah. or was it okay? Was everybody okay with it? And usually the answer is, yeah, it's fine. usually the players are like yeah it's okay we know that if there's silence you'll fill it so
0: well I think I think so I think giving an assignment to a player like that Mm -hmm. to sort of share the responsibility and and give them a a task and a job could really help I think with most players with that mentality you know be like okay yeah yeah like I'm I'm gonna sort of make it my mission to find ways to help draw out Uh, everybody and get everybody involved at the table as long as they want to be like Corey talked about at the beginning. Right. Um, So, okay, cool. Well, thanks, guys. That was uh, that was a great, a great chat, I think. I enjoyed that and learned some yeah, things nice. myself. So thank you, everybody, for watching. Really appreciate having you guys, as always. And of course, as always, if you enjoy the content, I hope you will like and subscribe and mm-hmm. comment and even consider joining the channel to support us. It's uh, very helpful. So thank you. And yeah, that's about it. Thanks to all of my DMs as always. Have a great day, everybody. And uh, talk to you guys soon. Love you guys. Take care. Oh, bye bye.
1: Bye.